Hello, everybody. Good week to you all. You're listening to the Tamar Yona Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And today we're going to be talking about a lot of different topics. But first, I want to say hi to everybody who's listening from all over the globe, all over Israel, all over the United States, of course, and Australia. Shalom or hi to the people down under. Shalom to India, Poland, South Africa, Italy, New Zealand, Indonesia, etc., etc. So good to see you all here with us. Today, we're going to be talking about money that is not money. Also, U.S. debt currencies and the world, global health data, the global military spending in 2023, and is Israel giving in to terror? And we shall start with money that is not money. Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem is our guest. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University. He's authored over 90 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. So I want to welcome to the show Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Hi. Hello, everyone. Good to have you on. Okay. So money that is not money. Okay, we need to understand something basic. There's a, uh, a lot of people are talking about is the present issue with the, with the global economy slash the American economy, is it similar to 2008? <clears throat> and I claim that it is not similar to 2008. It's much, more, it's much more similar to 1930. And we have to remember the focal here. The, what, what is the basic issue. The basic issue, <coughs> pardon me, the basic issue on this is new. This has never happened before, is a concept called unregulated money. That is the key word that we need to keep in, that we need to keep in mind. If I remember correctly, and I'm not a, uh, a by any means a scholar of uh, American Constitution, I seem to recall that there's something in there about the government being the, the federal government being the only one who can issue currency in the Constitution. But Let's find out what the real facts are. In 2007, the FDIC, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, bailed out 25 banks at a a combined cost to the FDIC of $526 billion. Now, one can say, it's a ridiculous statement, but Biden is ridiculous, he makes ridiculous statements all the time, that that's not on the, the, that's not on the taxpayer because the government, the government doesn't actually give the SAIC the money, but it's, it's, a, it's a tax directly on the banks, which of course they roll over to charge their customers, so it is on the taxpayers, but Biden is not mentally competent, so that's besides the point. So that's $526 billion spent by the American government to, fund, to bail out these 25 banks in 2007. In 2023, in a period of five weeks, three banks, a total of three banks failed right. for a bailout of $532 billion, $6 billion more. Three banks instead of 25. Actually, there were five banks that failed. But of the, of the five, only three were directly bailed out by the FDIC. The five banks are Silvergate, Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, First Republic, and Credit, Credit Suisse. And by the way, American taxpayers need to know that 
they were more than casually involved in the um, uh, purchase of, U of Credit Suisse by UBS. Um, but we're not allowed to know the numbers, so we don't really know how much the American government was involved in that. Hmm. Where does this money come from? Well, the answer is it comes from air. And let me explain what air means in this, in this, in this sense. There is a market that most people are probably unfamiliar with, but they've they probably heard the name, and it's called derivatives. The size of the derivatives, a derivative is something like, for instance, you have a, a bank has given out, let's say, uh, 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 10,000 mortgages to various people and companies and et cetera, et cetera. So it takes those mortgages and it packages them in little packages of, say, whatever, 10, 100, whatever, and sells that as a separate um, security of some sort. And the idea being behind that, that uh, uh, because it's more than one um, uh, uh, mortgage, so the risk is relatively low because they balance one out, balance balance out one another, and so that that that's supposedly a, a relatively safe derivative. But of course, there are many, many hundreds or thousands of types of derivatives, and I just gave one example of uh, the simplest one of all. The size of the derivative market in the world is 1.6 to 2 quadrillion dollars. That's a million billions. Quadrillion dollars. All of that is air. There is nothing behind it. The cryptocurrencies that everybody hears about, the, the market cap of the top 200 cryptos, not all the cryptos, only the top 200, is $1.2 trillion. All of that is air. There is nothing backing that. Mm -hmm. All of that is money that was created by companies or individuals or what have you. Again, what was that, what was that keyword? Unregulated money. U.S. banks' unrealized losses. What is an unrealized loss in terms of banks? Well, they have a, um, for instance, they have a, um, a, a mortgage. They've given a mortgage to someone. So they have the property as part of the security. The property has gone down in value, but they have not yet sold it. That's an unrealized loss. They have a, uh, they've, they've bought some shares or some bonds. The bonds have gone down in value, but they've not yet sold them. That's an unrealized loss. The value of banks, U.S. banks, unrealized losses today, $620 billion. The United States has over 4,300 4, banks. 2,300 of them have assets significantly lower than the liabilities. In other words, basically, economically, they're bankrupt. They just haven't bellied up yet. Hmm. Zombies, zombie banks. U.S. bank loan portfolios have already fallen by $2 trillion this year alone. So the house of cards is going to collapse, you're saying? I didn't say that. I'm giving the numbers. The U.S. has weaponized SWIFT, the means for uh, money transfers, and the U.S. dollars, while tankers are hijacked in the Strait of Hormuz, and the U.S. displays impotency. Remember, I don't know if people are aware of it, um, the Iranian uh, Guards Corps just hijacked a second tanker within a week. Uh, they keep on, you know, I, I, I think the American expression is thumbing their nose, but actually it's a middle finger. 
<laughs> they're not really thumbing their nose. It's much more than that. They're simply chuckling and laughing at American weakness. And this is frightening. Saudi Arabia needs higher oil prices. According to the IMF, Saudi break-even price for their oil is $80.9 per barrel. Oil is now selling on the markets for about $72 per barrel. In other words, anyone who thinks that oil prices are not going to go up at some point during this year is living in la-la land. And if oil prices go up significantly, and I expect them to be to go to to scratch the three hundred, the 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 one hundred uh, mark, the three digit mark, I don't know if they'll be scratching it from above or below, but they'll be around there by the end of the year. That's my expectation. Um, everything the Fed has done so far to so-called combat inflation will be thrown in the garbage. Russian oil firms now have their largest exports for the past four years. Four, not one, four. Four years. Two and a half million barrels per day just from their western ports, not including what they send eastward from, by, via pipelines. Everything the, Americans, the American government has done in terms of sanctions against the, uh, against the Russian government and Russian people uh, 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 in lieu of this war in Ukraine has failed miserably, totally, completely. The Russian economy has never been as strong as, as it is today. And nobody Far tells you that. You don't hear year. that on the, on the Western news sources. I'm sorry? You don't hear that on Western news sources. No, only if you really, really listen. <laughs> you have to listen. You, know, you certainly won't hear that by the, by the lengths of, uh, of uh, uh, Comic News Corporation, yeah? Um, but that's true. I mean, they're, 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 their oil exports are booming. Their gas exports are booming. Their food exports are booming. People need to understand something very basic. And it's very, very basic. It's the most basic concept in the study of geography. And that's called the heartland theory. The heartland theory says there's, there, are, there are two major land masses on the planet. The Americas, well, north-south, and the Eurasian-African landmass. The vast majority of Earth resources are in Russia. Russia has more resources than any other country. The idea that you can punish Russia by economic sanctions is ridiculous. Hmm. So everything they've done has gone wrong. And the major concept that, needs, that people need to take away with this is the idea unregulated money. Everything in terms of money is out of control. So in one, one or two sentences, what is the conclusion that you think is going to happen? What's your forecast? Well, obviously, this is going to be the excuse for the um, central bank digital currency. They're going to present that as being the knees bees of, uh, of, of, of how you solve this issue. It'll fail, of course, because there's, there's no way they cannot fail. But okay, that, that, hold that. on. We got to go to a break. We're going to be right back. Wow, this is powerful. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we are back here at the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we're speaking with Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, and he's talking about how it looks like there could be a uh, the collapse of the House of Cards when it comes to currency. And uh, I was asking him at the last part, what does that mean? And uh, you were saying that basically it's uh, an excuse and a, and a reason for uh, the world to go to digital currency. Is that what... What you central bank digital currency? There's a difference. Okay, all right. And with that, how is it going to affect people? Because we know that if people don't have cash anymore, you've lost a lot of your freedom, a lot of your a lot of your privacy, and your uh, your accessibility to get your money can easily, much more easily, be cut off when there is no cash involved. So go ahead. Well, there's a, there's a common error in the way you phrase it. Okay. And that is uh, the idea that uh, 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 there is a digital currency does not necessarily mean that there is no other currency. So you're assuming that if a central bank digital currency occurs in country X or Y, then they will no longer have any other currency. That's not necessarily a reasonable assumption. That is possible but so far, no country has gone that route. Yeah, I, I'm assuming, though, that that's the trend and that countries are going to want to do that, especially in a global world, because they want to take more power over you and have more control. I agree. I completely okay. agree. They, 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 there will be a desire, at least by some governments, certainly the ones that um, pretend to be free and are not, like the United States, uh, they will certainly desire to do that. The question is, will they be capable of doing that that's a separate issue. I believe they will try. I believe that they will fail. But you that's believe? My personal belief. And, yeah. And you're going to have to agree with that. You believe that they're going to fail? That they're not going to be able to go to digital currency? Only? Again, not to go. They will not be able to go to exclusively digital currency. Well, you know, already Israel is talking about having people if they have more than a certain amount of cash, they have to report it to the to Israel's uh, IRS. Israel's uh, well again this is something that doesn't mean it's happened there's a difference okay again. but that's how things that's how things start so I'm just saying that you know they they could easily do that they can say okay you can have cash but if you have more than six hundred dollars worth you have to report it you know and then if you purchase something and they do a uh what's it called a uh not a check there's a an audit on you and they say how did you afford to buy that used car that you bought that must have cost you at least $3,000 and you're only allowed to have 600 in cash and we don't see anything on your credit line that you bought it. So, you know, now go try to defend yourself. Again, you're, you're going to the extreme, which is not out of the, out, you know, out of the, out of bounds. <laughs> but the fact that these tools exist does not necessarily mean that they can go to extremes. There are things that people can do and there are things that people are doing already and I've talked about them in the past, for instance, having not just currency or not just this kind of um, uh, um, 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 uh, investment or that kind of investment, but also investing in real money, real money being precious metals, for instance, uh, gold and silver, platinum, etc. Until so, they I mean, make laws are, about that as well. And those alternatives <laughs> are not going to go away. I'm such a pessimist when it comes to, you know, uh, governmental bodies and our freedoms. I, I really don't 
take the optimistic look or, or stance at it. It's like, I'd like to be pleasantly surprised, but I'm more cautiously, uh, well, I wouldn't even say cautiously optimistic, but all right. So let's get to another topic. I don't want to go too much of this. Uh, so, so you were talking about U.S. debt currencies in the world? Okay. It's 21st century characteristics of the United States as viewed from the outside. And again, any American who wants to disagree, that's why we have a telephone that you can call. Um, miseducation or none, societal violence, crime, drugs, homelessness, debt, and all of these have lost, how government has lost control, society has lost control. Just as a, a, an accompanying fact to that, the United States dollar has lost 96% of its purchasing power in 100 years. Nine, six. 96% of its purchasing power in 100 years. And he goes again, as I've said several times in the past, if those numbers don't scare you, you're kind of asleep. Okay, keep going. Okay, so uh, uh, everybody's familiar with the terms quantitative uh, tightening, quantitative easing. Um, these aren't just words. They're unnatural, artificial, and powerful toxins. Where CPI computed as Volcker computed it, and again, we're going back to look at history because everybody's comparing what's, what Powell is doing with what Volcker did then. The CPI will be at least double what it is today, and some people say perhaps even triple. To understand this, there's, a, there's a, an, an enormous political football right now with what's called the debt ceiling. So, again, can this be compared to Volcker? Did he have a similar situation? Absolutely not. Volcker's the, the, the federal debt under Volcker was significantly under $1 trillion. It has, the, the United States national debt has risen by a factor of about 35, not 34%, a multiple of 35. That is a phenomenal rise in debt. Again, unprecedented in human history. And that's only the federal debt that does not count the debt of households and corporations which is, of course, much larger than the federal debt altogether. So the point of inflation, why is there inflation? Not how did it occur, but why did it occur? I mean, none of these people are morons, except maybe Biden, but none of these people are morons. These people understand economics. A person like uh, 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 Janet Yellen certainly understands economics. She's not, st she's not stupid by any stretch of the imagination, quite the opposite. The point of inflation is to inflate the debt. In other words, if I can reduce the, let's call it the size of the dollar, paying it back is that much easier. The only way the U.S. can solve the biggest problem facing the country, and I'll say it, I've said it many times before, I'll say it again. Nobody is about to defeat the United States. Not China, not the European Union as they thought 20 years ago, not Japan as they thought 30 years ago. Nobody's about to defeat the United States except the United States. Major empires throughout history only defeat themselves. They never, they are never defeated from the outside. So the biggest problem facing the United States today is its uh, 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 debt. That's the most prominent problem. And of course, alongside of that, all of these other problems that I mentioned at the, at the beginning of this segment about uh, about 
poor or no, or no education, societal violence, crime, drugs, homelessness, etc., etc. The purpose of the Fed, contrary to what everybody thinks about them, the purpose of the Fed is not to control the money supply. The purpose of the Fed is to promote what's called Wall Street Socialism. So the top 10% of people are supplied with the means of reigning in power. That's what the Fed does. Again, the Federal Reserve Bank is not a government bank. Again, I've said this, I don't know, tens of times, if not more. The Federal Reserve Bank in America is not a government bank. It's owned by the large banks. They don't care about what happens outside the United States. They don't even care what happens inside the United States. Right. I mean, go tell that, you know, go tell the people in what's it called? West Palestine, Ohio, how much the Fed cares about them, right? Sovereign debt kills countries and particularly empires. The US mm -hmm. isn't there yet, but it is moving in that direction. And the degree of risk today to the United States is higher than the risk has ever been before, even higher than it was during 1860 at the time of the beginning of the Civil War. It's the highest risk the United States has ever faced. And do you think that people in power in the, the, the U.S. government are going to be able to, are going to be able to and have the uh, desire to save the country from this? If it can? I have no doubt that, that, that the country is savable, that it's possible to save it. I do not have confidence of any level that these people that have caused these problems have any desire, even the slightest bit, to actually solve these problems. I think these problems are intentional. I think they're designed. Yeah, I would probably be in that school as well. Okay, so let's say that this uh, uh, worst case scenario. How does this affect the rest of the world? How does it? Ex how does it uh, affect Israel it and America's everybody. allies? It affects everybody. Israel. Uh, let, let me jump ahead to, for a moment. If we look, for instance, at the amount of gold reserves of various countries, Israel, as far as I've been able to discover, and I, I, I could be wrong, but as far as I've been able to discover, Israel has zero gold. In terms of reserves, most countries today have gold as part of the reserves. Israel does not. Okay. Rumor has it that Israel has been buying gold. I have not been able to confirm that rumor. But most countries today are starting to accumulate gold. Some of them quite a lot of gold. The United States still has more gold than anybody else. But if the United States currency becomes significantly devalued, and that appears to be the direction things are going, then Israel will be affected in a very negative manner, as will many other countries, but Israel perhaps more than some others. Because? Because our reserves are mostly in dollars. Yeah, we that's a, yeah. About $220 uh, uh, billion dollars in, in reserves, by the way, one of the largest in the world in terms of uh, foreign currency reserves. Okay, but we have to hold it. A percentage of that is in dollars. Okay, when we get back, we've got a lot more topics to discuss, including is Israel falling into uh, giving up and giving into terror? We'll be right back.
We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, and we're going to be talking now about global health data. Okay, there's a, a report out of New Zealand, and I'm going to briefly state the report, and I'll briefly comment on that. But uh, 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 New Zealand data shows the number of heart attacks resulting in hospitalization, an increase of 83%, a phenomenal number. Um, hospitalization with myocarditis up by one-third, 33%. Miscarriage, stillbirths, and strokes all up by 25%. Acute kidney injury by 40%. These numbers are statistically highly improbable. Gee, um, where do you think all this was the cause of this? I am I say not tongue attributing these numbers to a known cause. I'm <laughs> stating facts. Okay. All right. Now, well, I think I could take a good stab in the dark. A, a reasonable, world-level, world-class health ministry, health system. I'm assuming these numbers are accurate. I'm not convinced that these numbers are global in any way. We do not have sufficient and or reliable data. That is the most important point that I can bring up about this data. These numbers are shocking, horrible, terrible, everything you want to say about them. Okay, I just, I just want to insert it here. Because we have data from one data point only. And people need to be aware and be careful about jumping to conclusions from insufficient data. All right. I'm not jumping to any conclusions. I think that any conclusion I have is pretty strongly has pretty strong backing to it. And I'm not even going to say because it's not politically correct to do so. But I'd like to ask all of our listeners to think what has changed in the past couple of years. And all of a sudden, we're seeing what we're seeing put two and two together. I'll leave it at that. Go ahead. Well, as I said, we're not seeing that's the problem. The problem is, and this is a this is a global issue, that we are not seeing reliable quality data. And that is shocking and disappointing, particularly for the countries that consider themselves democracies. The lack of data is the biggest issue that we that I have with this question, this question of health data. The lack of data is fundamentally just wrong. It's being held from us. That's not good. All right, let's go on to military spending. I want to mostly comment on that lack of data and the the lack of quality data. That's a bad sign. Okay, let's go on to global military spending. Now, I'm speaking of 2023. I'm not talking about history. I'm talking about now. Uh, I'll rattle off some numbers just to give people an indication of what it is we're talking about. The United States spent 800, or is spending this year, $877 billion on defense. This is only on defense. This is not total military spending, because remember, there are also um, uh, 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 tens of various agencies in the United States. There are uh, 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 120-odd police forces in the United States, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not talking about all that. I'm talking about the Department of Defense only. $877 billion dollars that's 39 percent of total world military spending china a peer power is spending this year 292 billion dollars how is that a peer power is spending a fourth 
or, or less than a third than the United States is spending. Russia, also a peer power, but only, but almost exclusively on land and not, not at sea, $86 billion, 4% of world spending. India, 81, 4%, Saudi Arabia, 75 billion at 3%, Japan, uh, uh, 40 billion at 2%, etc., etc. Let me give you a little bit of an anecdote, and I, I'm, I'm limited in what I can say in terms of details, but just to give people an idea why the United States spends $877 billion on defense while no other country has spending anywhere near that, and yet when it comes to reality, like what I mentioned before, the Strait of Hormuz, the United States is totally impotent. So I'll give you a, a brief anecdote of something that I was personally involved in not all that many years ago. I was involved, I was a, I was a defense contractor. I worked for many different defense um, projects over the years, over the decades, over more decades than I want to count. Um, and at one point, I, w I was involved in a, uh, a very significant project who's a, who's a, uh, uh, the, the customer was the United States Navy. And people should be aware that the Navy is, of all of the American services, the Navy is the hardest to work for, not in terms of nastiness or anything negative, but because they really have, they really understand their demands and they demand well. Okay? So I mean that when I say the hardest, I mean that complimentary, not negatively. Okay. So there was a, a project, the, the customer was the United States Navy, and along comes this admiral, a female, um, a horrible person, but that's besides the point, um, and she says to us, I cannot accept this bid. And I, I said to her, well, well what's the problem? Do you view it as being uh, the price being wrong? She said, yeah, the price is terrible. You have to at least double it before I'll even consider it. I said, <laughs> I beg your pardon? She said, look, if, if it's not at least two or three times the size of what you're bidding, it's not worth my while to come here. I, I won't do it. We eventually, we, we doubled and doubled again the the price that we originally bid, and only then was the bid considered. It kind of sounds like uh, paying $100 for an aspirin in the hospital. Well, it sounds more like paying $400 for a hammer, but okay. I don't, I don't know about an aspirin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, but if people want to want, want to understand why the United States spends eight hundred and seventy-seven billion dollars, mostly because the system is corrupt, totally, completely corrupt. Surprise! 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 <laughs> you don't get that, but it's okay. Keep going. Yeah, actually, I he do. doesn't. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> he doesn't watch much television, or he didn't. Watch. I don't watch television at all, okay. but I still remember Amos and Andy. Uh, no, that was Gomer Pyle. <laughs> doesn't oh, matter. Doesn't is. matter. Doesn't matter. Go, 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 go. We don't have a lot of time. Go. I'm older than you. I remember him as an Andy. We saw your time. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's the global spending. Now you wanted to go on to the uh, issue here in Israel um, uh, that as uh, uh, um, uh, Galant gave the gave an order, which was a shall we say not a good one. <laughs> Well, maybe I should just uh, read read the headline from uh, from is from IsraelNationalNews dot com. Yeah, do you want me? Um, 
So uh, Israel uh, today released Jordan, uh, a Jordan member of parliament who smuggled guns into Israel. This is a, this is like, what did he smuggle guns in for? In order to kill Jews, in order to kill Israelis. And we are uh, giving him back, I don't know, what are we getting for it? Is there any justice? Is there any... Why are we doing that? And also Israel's returning bodies again now of uh, Islamic terrorists when we have our own children who are still being held captive by terrorists and their bodies have not been returned to us. So is Israel giving into the terror? Are we just so tired and we just are afraid of uh, public opinion, international opinion that we just give in? That's the question. So uh, I'll let you answer it. Okay. First of all, I, I would not say that we are giving into terrorism. I think that's incorrect phraseology because this is something that's been going on now for decades. So if, if this was something new, then I think that kind of phrasing might be appropriate. But he's simply carrying on what everybody else has done basically since forever. And I think it's wrong. I think it's both wrong and stupid. Uh, I think uh, Western listeners can't comprehend a basic idea. And uh, uh, the basic idea is the following. Um, Many of these terrorists go to uh, um, uh, initiate these attacks fully knowing that they will be dead at the end of the at the end of the incident, fully knowing that it is essentially suicidal and suicide is prohibited by Islam just as it is by Judaism. However, um, however. Uh, 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 since most of these people believe that they will be called a shahid, a, a, a religious martyr, and therefore they will get their 72 virgin, virgins and they'll end up in, automatically in paradise and blah, blah, blah. So they think that this is a bargain that's worth taking. And remember, it does say in the Quran that uh, uh, about the Muslims, we love death. And because they love death and other people like life, then they think that they will eventually uh, uh, persevere. So what you need to do is not act towards them as you would have them act towards you. That's a nice way of thinking, but it doesn't work. It doesn't do anything for you. What you need to do is you need to act in a way that will be comprehensible to them. You need to act in a way that will be a, a significant deterrent. That yes, so a if, deterrent. For instance, we, I was going to, I was going to decide to return these bodies to their parents. I would return the bodies after they had been uh, uh, burned uh, to an ash. Return the ash in an urn, and together with the, uh, the 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 body, I would have burned it with the with the skin of a pig. So he could never be uh, uh, a shahid. Or, for instance, I would have returned it without the head, so he could never be a shaheed. But the point is to uh, uh, disqualify the primary uh, motivation that they have for, for accomplishing these acts of terrorism. That's what's lacking here. And just to give people a, a concept of how new this concept is, uh, before the state, before we had it, before 1948, the Haganah, which was the... Um, shall we call it in some sense, the most dovish of the organizations fighting the Arabs at the time, had a special unit for castrating rapists. If 
someone was raped a, a Jewish woman and they were caught, they were never, ever, ever capable of doing such an act again. By the way, I, I want to insert here that it is not the Jewish way in our culture to rape and Jewish boys never raped Arab women. And in fact, there was a complaint by the, the, by the Arabs. No, it was by, by, uh, by uh, a professor in, in, in Tel Aviv University. That Israeli soldiers didn't rape Arab women, therefore we were racist. Yes. It was, that okay, was, that crazy was some, stuff. Some le- leftist, I think she was a historian or something. Um, um, uh, and even her fellow leftists laughed at her for the stupidity of that remark. Okay, and I want to say here, you know, aside from the from the what sounds very gruesome, like you were talking about returning them in ashes, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, at minimum, return them. You know, you could return them, let's say, their full bodies in 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 the sense that the Israeli government this time and all the times before should at least demand, you know, terrorist for soldier, give us back our boys, and you'll get back yours. But we don't do that. Well, that has what, been well, what? 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 Unfortunately, <laughs> and unfortunately, the, the the ridiculous morons that we have as our Supreme Court uh, batted that down. That actually, they did try that. Um, and that's why. By the way, my friends, this is another reason why the people in Israel are demanding judicial reform. Absolutely correct. Okay. Go ahead. Absolutely correct. Um. Uh. Um. Uh. uh I, I should add here, by the way, that. Again, these ideas are not new ideas. Um, uh, uh, And uh, I think it was yesterday when they had that asinine, ridiculous, stupid, moronic uh, spectacle in in, in England where this 73-year-old, 73-year-old jerk was was crowned the king for $150 million expense, taxpayers' expense. But let me not go on on that don't 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 let me go on on that because because i'm, I'm nauseated by the whole thing. I, I won't because i know that a lot of british love that pomp and and that's where that that's where they want their tax money to go yeah, so but I wanna, I wanna you know everyone can have their opinion the, the, the british monarchy in general and in british monarchy um one of their most famous kings was a guy by the name of richard the lionheart right the old. yeah and richard the lionheart had an excellent solution for arab terrorism and most people aren't aware of it he ate the bodies of the terrorists. You had mentioned that on some previous show. I remember you yes. saying that. And cannibalism is a is a is a totally turned against against uh martyrdom in, in Islam. They do if that in Africa as well else, in if some cultures. If their flesh has been eaten, they can no longer be a terrorist. They can no longer be a martyr, sir. Yeah, I remember well I you know we don't it's a great story, but we don't have time for it. So go ahead. <laughs> There's another solution for martyrdom, by the way, which has been discovered by the uh, by the Kurds in in uh, 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 northern Syria and and uh, and other areas of Kurdistan, of occupied Kurdistan. Um, and my hats off to the Kurds. I'm I'm very fond of that people. Um, uh, uh, and, and it's been discovered that if a person was killed in battle by a female soldier, he's also not a, a shaheed. So you see, there are all sorts of ways of making certain this person would not be a shaheed. But as long as you return the body for him to be a shaheed, then what you've done is stupid. All right. So explain to our listeners very quickly, because we got to go. Why do you believe that the Israeli government is just seems to so weak and is doing this? 
I don't think they're weak. I think they're just. I think these the most of these people and and uh, and our present defense minister particularly. I think they're just too lazy to think of something, to think of new ideas. These things, the, this is the way it's always been done, so they continue to do it. And if you want to speak to responsible individuals, I've, I've spoken about this with uh, with leading um, uh, orientologists. I've spoken about it with with, with imams, with with Islamic imams who have agreed with me. And and then all you need to do is really get the facts, learn. Once you learn and you know what you're talking about, then these things can be dealt with. But if you if you insist on upon ignorance, pardon me, which a lot of people do because most people, unfortunately, are intellectually lazy, then you'll continue to do what you've always done. Well, I'm not sure I I uh, go with that, but we'll have to we'll have to leave it there. Again, this is my opinion, and this is your opinion. That's great. I mean, that's why, That's why. But at least between the two of us, we have a democracy. <laughs> yes. We're still allowed to agree and disagree with each other, and we do it respectfully and, and nicely, and, and it's good uh, intellectual stimulation back and forth, and, and there should be more of it, by the way. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, too. <laughs> Very stimulating, yes. All right, so uh, you have been listening to the Tamariano Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We are a live show. If you hear us on Sundays at 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, or if it's between 4 to 5 p.m. Holy Time right here in the land of Israel, and that means that it is live, you can call into the show. I should have actually announced this at the beginning of the show. I always do, though. But our numbers are on the top of our homepage. Anytime you want to call into our live shows, at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Share us with your friends. Not everybody knows that we exist. Tell them about us. It's a place where you can still have a free exchange of ideas. They can call in live, be on the radio here, and uh, discuss things, agree, disagree. We're very open and tolerant. I, All I right. think that's an excellent statement. I think that, and I think that somebody, but people need to be aware of that. Two that, seconds. That, <laughs> it's not really all that common today, and it's a good thing. Come on, people, disagree with me. I love it. <laughs>